0: What is up, everybody? It's your boy Big Red here for the second episode of the Steel of the North podcast. This episode, we're going to be breaking down the wild card matchup between the Cleveland Browns, my final thoughts on it, and really what I, you know, just how I feel going into the end of the season, and really like my final, my big thoughts on all the whole Ben situation, the whole contract stuff, and really all that, Um, as well as I'm going to be kind of giving my season recap and kind of my final grade on how I felt the season went. So let's get right into it. So, you know, Sunday was Sunday, and as many of you are feeling at this moment, and I'm feeling it with you, you know, it was a shit show um, from top to bottom. It was a terrible game, you know. Once that snap from Pouncy happened, I think it, the momentum kind of left us in a way, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, lose hope after that, you know. I was like, you know what, it isn't the start we want, but you know what, you know, they'll figure it out. So, you know, they did it, and, you know, they came back, I think, they, you know what happened? And I was like, okay, whatever. Ben throws a pick. and Then they score off that, and I'm like, fuck, okay. And then he throws another one, and then they score again, and I'm like, all right, shit. Then we start, you know, punting, and he throws – Ben keeps throwing picks, and I'm just like, holy shit. And they keep scoring, and our defense really has no answers, and I'm just like, oh, my God. God, are we fucking kidding me? Like, Nick Chubb's running all over us. Jarvis Landry's fucking outplaying our DBs. Um, and we got fucking Robert Spillane on his ass, which I thought was a fucking bonehead call by Keith Butler there. Um, and honestly, like it just was a game where I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, holy shit. Um, I like this is just a shit show. Um, I can tell you, uh, going into the half, I was already, you know, emotional. I was already, you know, pissed off, crying, upset. Um, and then when we started coming back, I was like, okay. All right, all right, we got our momentum back. This is good. This is good. I started counting down. Okay, you know, now we need what, three more touchdowns, two more touchdowns, twelve point game. All right, we're good. And then, I mean, any other game, I think I would have said, you know, what, yeah, it was the right move not to go for it on fourth and one. But this wasn't the game to go for it on fourth and one. The way our defense was playing, I think Tomlin is was a bonehead. Sorry, um, for you know going for it on fourth and one i thought that was a stupid call stupid move um i think that was we had all the out. usually we could have run either a fullback dive with tj watt which or not tj watt derek watt my bad um which honestly i don't know why the fuck it took randy the entire season to figure out oh yeah we have a fullback and his name is derek watt and i mean any guy with the last name watt pretty damn good at football, so I don't know why it took Randy fucking the entire season to figure that out. Um Other than the one stop, you know, I think Derek Watt could have got it. James Conner could have got it. Even, fuck, if we ran a dive with Ben, fucking, he probably could have got it. Or even if we just threw a click slant or something out, you know, to Claypool or Juju or Deontay or whoever, you know, we could have probably got the first down. I get it. Say we don't get it. They're in... Our territory, but they were playing in our fucking territory all game. They were fucking driving down the field all game. They were fucking making plays all game. They that, to me, like, that was, like, our offense, like, that wasn't even the worst of the game. I was embarrassed watching that game. I was, you know, for our defense because I know how good our defense is. Like, we have the defensive player of the year on our defense, and he's not even getting a pass rush. And I was, you know, I was listening to uh the Arthur Motes podcast today, and he was saying, you know, you don't – I don't know exactly what he was saying, but he, it, it was more or less along the long lines of Bud Dupree opened it up for pretty much TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and to Tuitt to do things. And you really didn't notice his absence until Sunday. Like, it, like that was a game where you noticed, like, Bud Dupree's not there, you know, and I get it, you know, Highsmith got injured, but really Cassius Marsh wasn't, you know, getting a pass rush, He wasn't getting, you know, the big plays. And like uh, Moat said, you know, he's not he's he's more of a situational kind of guy. He's not a four-down Outside linebacker, so I think it was hard for him. Um, you know he struggled, and I think just everyone on defense struggled. Steven Nelson struggled big time. He struggled. Uh, Terrell Edmonds was abysmal in that game, and I think you know I, what disappointed me the most was our. You know I I don't fault uh, the one guy on defense I don't fault is um uh, the Robert Blaine. I think he was put in a shit situation by putting by having him cover uh, Jarvis Landry, who in my opinion is one of the, you know, top number two receivers in the league. Honestly, I think he's better than Odell. No cap. Uh, Don't quote me on that, but that could be a cold take. I think he's better than Odell on the Browns. Um, And I think, like, I think Robert Spillane was put in a shitty situation. So I feel for him because that, like, that wasn't fair on his ass, you know, to be, you know, put in a position where he has to pretty much make fucking plays. Um, And at the same time, I think, you know, Ben kind of, or not, Ben. Um, uh, our defensive line. You know, you need to look at it. You know, defensive line slash linebackers. Um, when you look at you know Tyson Alualu, um, Cam Hayward, uh, Stephon Tuitt, T.J. Watt. You know, those guys are some of the best players in the league. Like I look at like Alualu is probably my like the most underrated player on our team, and probably one of the best players that nobody talks about because of how good he is against the <laughs> run. Tim Hayward has got a couple more years left, where he's gonna, you know, be a Pro Bowl caliber guy. Same with Stephon to it, and then you got T.J. Watt, who arguably is the best defensive player of the year, who's arguably the def- defensive player of the year and probably the best defensive player in the NFL, aside from Aaron Donald. And, you know, you could have that debate all day long. I'm gonna pick T.J. Watt. And that's biased, and I don't really give a shit. Um. So, but yeah, like you have those guys on your defense, and you those guys aren't even getting pressure like we had every game this season we had at least one sack we didn't even have a sack we didn't even have a turnover like Minka didn't do shit um I know the loss of Joe Hayden probably was huge but I'm not gonna sit here and say oh you know it's all Joe Hayden's fault He shouldn't have gotten COVID like you can't control if someone gets COVID so I I I felt for him you know I hope he him and his family are okay I haven't seen any updates so I don't know how they're doing I hope everyone's safe and healthy um but like that was a huge loss as well not having him um and yeah like just defensively like as i mentioned in my three keys last week i said you know winning the physical battle is going to be huge and on both sides of the ball like we were outplayed physically like that browns offensive line even without their uh, pro bowl even without their all pro uh um Joe Batonio, sorry, fucking blank for a minute there. Joe Batonio, and even losing Conklin earlier, they still beat us on the offensive line. And I, like, offensive with our, yeah, with their offensive line, and they beat us physically. They destroyed our defense. They pounded the rock against us. They made us look stupid, bro. They made us look dumb. Like their their running backs, like Chubb and Kareem Hunt, had a day. And I knew Chubb, like, and again, that was another one of my keys. Neutralize fucking Chubb, so then they have to rely on Kareem Hunt, and even Kareem Hunt had a big game. So it's not like if they neutralized Chubb, Hunt wouldn't have done well. Hunt did fucking amazing. So like, I think that was honestly like the biggest thing, and that's one of the biggest things I you know look at is you know, while I sit here and sit here and look at the, my sit here and think about it. You know, like our defense sucked. Like I'll get to the offense. I'll get back to the offense in a bit, but I just want to talk about the defense because the defense was atrocious. The defense was absolutely atrocious in that game. And like the fact that they let Baker Mayfield pretty much destroy us, you know, it kinda it breaks you a bit. You know, he had two hundred and sixty three yards, three touchdowns, and was twenty one of thirty four, you know, that's pretty impressive. And Chubb had eighteen carries for seventy six yards. Yes, he didn't have a touchdown, but at the same time, he outplayed us on defense and like they had when i look at the stats here like it doesn't it shouldn't add up the way it does like we were um we had more first downs than them we were better on fourth down like that's the only thing i look at like that's the fourth. the when i go back to the fourth one thing it's like you know like they we were three for three on third on fourth down we could easily have been four for four they destroyed us in rushing. We only had fifty-two fucking rushing yards. We had one hundred twenty-seven fucking. They had one hundred twenty-seven rushing yards. Sorry, um, we destroyed them in total yards, and you know they they, we had the ball for longer, and I think that like when you when I look at the you know the time of possession, when I look at you know the, the yards, the passing yards, the total yards, the fourth down efficiency, third down efficiency, the first downs, you know. When you look at that, just that alone, and you don't even look at the score, you think Pittsburgh should have won that game, but we didn't, and we didn't win that game, and we got outplayed handily in the first quarter. Like I think Kareem Hunt had he had two touchdowns in the first half, it or two first down he had two touchdowns in the in the first quarter, and then he had, then he was done for the day. Chubb had a receiving touchdown from Baker in the fourth, and then Hooper went off. Same with Jarvis. So like. And like a lot of those touchdowns, those passing touchdowns for Baker was a forty yard to Jarvis, um, and then a forty yard to Chubb, and I think that was the biggest thing. Like he outplayed, like yeah, like it, it's when I, it mind boggles me, man. It literally mind boggles me, and it it stuns me when I look at the stats here because it just it looks like a game where we should have won and we didn't, and it's disappointing. Um, now that I've had a lot of a couple of days to kind of reflect on it, I've kind of you know gotten to the point where I'm kind of like you know what like. I'm pissed, and I'm upset, and I'm still emotional about it. And there are day, moments in a day where I just kind of get sad about it. But then I'm like, you know what? Like, we needed this, and I think we needed it. As much as I, like, I'm going to sound like a shitty Steelers fan, I wanted this – like, don't get me wrong. I wanted this team to win a Super Bowl more than anything. Like, when we won the AFC North, my mindset went, all right, Super Bowl. But I knew this team wasn't a Super Bowl team because I knew this team had flaws. And this team had big, big flaws on offense. Now, I'm not going to fully fault Ben because I felt like I feel like Ben was the reason we could have won this game. And I know what you guys are going to be saying. Oh, my God, of course you think Ben's going to be it. And I'll get to that in a sec. But I think just the fact that we couldn't run the ball, the fact our O-line was soft. Like, I'm not going to say our O-line was soft, but our O-line was soft. But our O-line wasn't, you know, producing and i get it they're over 30s and they're older guys and their bodies are wearing down and whatever but the biggest fucking the two biggest fucking mistakes that weren't made on the field by Pittsburgh were not activating uh Josh Dobbs because i think if we used the dobbs package i think we could have possibly executed a lot more first downs possibly even made some big plays you know down the, that made some big plays which could have opened up our passing game a bit more if we want to fucking make Ben throws the ball 68 fucking times. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, when I look at Ben throws his ball 68 fucking times and throws four picks, four touchdowns, 500 yards, I'm like, you know what? I understand why he threw four fucking picks because his arm is probably fucking shot. Like, this fucking guy, like, we basically threw his arm into the ground. And I think that is honestly ridiculous. So I think using the Dobbs package would have been so crucial because it worked in week 17. It fucking worked in week seventeen, man, and I get it. Like, I don't, like, I don't know why we didn't. And then the biggest mistake, I think, and I mentioned it on the Instagram. If you are not following it already, it's at steal the North underscore underscore on Instagram. Fucking give it a follow right about now because it. We need to keep growing. We're only at fourteen followers. I know we can get more than that soon, um, but I mentioned it. And I posted the stats. I posted it twice. I posted it literally fucking twice because I was like, this is this, this shit needs to be said. Kevin Dotson this season had 214, 219 pass block snaps, one quarterback pressure allowed, and zero sacks. He didn't allow his fucking sack all year, and he's a rookie. He's not even a first fucking rounder, and he's a rookie. Like, I think we should... I get it. Filer comes back, you know, the veteran guy. But, man. Now, and I mean, the two penalties by Filer were some of his biggest mistakes, but like thoughts would have played so much better and I think he also would have opened up our running game a lot more too because I think he could have been a guy that we use and I hope my biggest hope um and I'll get into it more in a bit but my biggest hope for this offseason is we overload on uh we overload on O line. Like our first three, four draft picks should be offensive line. Like as I put out on the as I put out today on the Instagram I posted two players that I think deserve it uh shout out uh no free shout outs but shout out um Grady and grading on instagram um they posted a uh couple draft grades on um Jalen mayfield the offensive line offensive tackle for michigan honestly like he's a guy that i really have been starting to watch a lot of film on recently and i would love to have him block for us play that left tackle spot but also a guy who played in uh the natty um alex leatherwood uh, the offensive line from Alabama, because honestly, man, like that guy is fucking incredible, and I think he's a player we need. You know, other guys include uh, Landon Dixon, who I picked in arm on the mock, or not Landon Dixon, sorry, uh, Walker Little. I also did pick Landon uh, Dick, Dickerson, Landon Dickerson as well. Um, shout out, but uh, yeah, you know, I and uh, as well as Landon Young, you know, guys, I think you know, but this, uh, yeah, this team needs to build on the O line. I'm um, going into this offseason, and, yeah, like, I just felt – I feel like that's the biggest thing. Um, And, yeah, I think if we started Kevin Dodson, would it have been different? Yes, because I think that Pouncy snap wouldn't have happened. And and, I, and I, I, I'm I not going to blame uh, – it's hard for me to blame Pouncy because – and I know it shouldn't be hard for me to blame Pouncy because he's the fucking center, and his job is to snap the ball. But I watched the film, and, and even – Fucking were said it. Fuck Chris Collins Collinsworth. I could steal his job anyway. we get getting that another day. But anyway, um, you know he was stepping to the left to help Filer out. Whereas I think if it was Dodson, a guy who played the week before, maybe it wouldn't. It would have been a different story. He wouldn't have had to worry about helping the left side of the line, and he could have just focused on getting the snap. At the same time in that play, I think the one play that like that. This is the one time I've ever snapped that Ben for like. Like, I, I've snapped I've snapped on Ben tons of times because, I mean, he's Ben, and I he's been my quarterback for pretty much my entire life being a Steelers fan. So I have every right to snap at Ben, but he should have gotten on that football. I don't give a shit if he takes the biggest goddamn hit in the world and he gets injured. I mean, I would have been mad if he got injured and then they threw Mason in or whatever, but just fall on the football. And I think he thought, and I, and again, I think he thought, you know, Connor's gonna do it. But Connor didn't look like he was gonna do it. And I think Connor thought Ben was gonna do it. And I think it was just a whole big miscommunication. Honestly, I would have rather them give up a safety. Cause then if you give up a safety, it's only two points and then you have to punt it to them and pin them deep. And maybe it would have been a different outcome. But I think it was just overall it was an idiotic move, you know. And I think both guys should have fallen on the ball. Um I think that play really like set the tone. I think a lot of people were saying on Twitter, you know, oh if that play didn't happen, what could have been the result? I don't like to look at the hypothetical shit because I think that kind of stuff is bullshit. If I'm being honest, like, oh, well, if this didn't happen, would have happened. I think no matter what happened in that game, and I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and I, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't know how to phrase it, but like, I think, and I don't, and I'm not and gonna blame, and again, I'm not gonna blame Juju for what he said, but I think Cleveland, man, and I don't know why. And I don't, I don't know like what the magic is, but I think Cleveland was more motivated going into this game. Now, not to say that the Steelers weren't, because I think the Steelers definitely were. Like they were like, you know, like at least Ben was and a couple other guys. But like I think this team, like Pittsburgh, like kind of was complacent. I I noticed them to be complacent, whereas Cleveland, I felt like they were fired up. They're like nobody thinks we have a chance. Our coach is at home, sitting in his fucking basement right now. You know we have. Our, our guy, like, nobody thinks we can do it. Our our longest-tenured player, Joe Batonio, is fucking out with COVID. You know, he's on the COVID list. You know, our starting corner, Denzel Ward, is out um, with the, with the COVID with the COVID list. You know, our defense is kind of shot. Our offense is fucking shot. No one thinks Baker can do it. Nobody thinks Chubb is that good, you know. And I think they were fired up. And then Juju comes out and says the Browns is the Browns. And that gives them more shit. And I know that wasn't meant to be bull into poor material, and I think they, the Browns use it to be, and I think that was, on for the Browns, that was a smart move because, you know, when someone talks about your team, you use it because that's something smart. And I think, and I, and again, like, as Juju said, after the game, I don't regret it, and I honestly don't regret him saying that because, you know, but, yeah, like, I'm not even mad that he said it because, you know, if anyone were to ask me for the game, yeah, what do you think of the Browns? I'd be like, you know, it's the Browns. And then when we started coming back, I think a lot of Browns fans, even the Browns fans I talked to after the game, they were like, yeah, like, I, I figured this was going to be the Browns again. Oh, no, here we go. So what happens when you're Browns. Like, they were like, yeah, like, this is what happens. Shit fucking goes in and hits the fan, and you're like, holy fuck. Like, my, I was talking to my one buddy who's a Browns fan. He goes, man, he goes, when you guys started coming back in that second half, he's like, bro, I started getting flashbacks. You know, he's like, I started getting flashbacks, you know, games where, like, we were losing. We fucking beating teams, then we start losing, and he's like, you know, I, he's like, I, whenever the Browns get a lead, I'm never fucking complacent, and he said, he said, the one thing about you guys is, like, you guys think you guys are hot shit, and I said, yeah, and he goes to me, he said, you know, he says, he says, I respect you guys as a team, because I know, he's no, he says, I respect, he says, I respect you guys as a team, some of your fans, not all of them, he said, you are one of the fa- only couple of fans that I can respect, and he goes, if he goes, you know, it, this win felt better than a lot of the other wins because it was a win not only for our first playoff win in 50 year 50 plus years, but it was also a win against a team that's been beaten on us for the last couple of years. He's like, it's a little brother, big brother dynamic, you know, we're the little brother, you guys were the big brother and we finally got one of the wins, you know. And, you know, we beat Ben Roethlisberger, you know, the guy who's been killing us for his entire career. We never won at Heinz Field, you know. And he said, like, it was one of the best feelings in the world. And he's like, man, like, if I could go back in time, like, this was the best. And he goes, you know, that's why. He's like, but, yeah, like, and again, to get back on topic here, like, yeah, like, I think just Cleveland in general came out more fired up, came out more wanted, hungry, and I think big ups to them because they deserved it. And at the same time, I think – you know they they came out and they fired they did it and just honestly like from an entire like football like stewart's perspective like fan perspective it sucked it they sucked to watch the entire thing i think when ben threw that final pick that was kind of my final like fuck all right it's done and then like i kind of started like i i, I probably should have made the smart choice to turn off my phone i didn't make the smart choice turning off my phone i didn't turn off my phone um i should have um, and I see that you know this could be Ben's last game that could have been Ben's last throw like and I just started getting emotional because I, you know I guess I'll go on the Ben topic now and it'll probably take us probably to the 30 minute mark here almost um and uh you know the Ben thing is a big thing for us um you know he balled out I think he was a, as I said earlier he was probably the most primary reason we could have possibly won that game he was playing his heart out. Um, and I'm not to say no one else was, but I felt like he was the guy who was playing his heart out the most. You know, 500 yards, throws the ball 68 times, throws four touchdowns, throws four. You can throws picks. You can look at the negatives, but I think the negative, the positives that weigh the negatives in this situation. He was battling, and a lot of those, yeah, again, a lot of those 68 throws, those 500 yards were in garbage time, and he was just trying to get points and trying to come back. And I think the time ran out, and I think the time you know, ran out, and I think it was tough for him to kind of, you know, keep doing it. And I, and I just want to say, if this was his last game, now I'll talk about the future stuff in a minute, but if this was his last game, then honestly, like, this isn't, like, I, I know this isn't the way you want to go out, but you know what? You sling for 500 yards. You basically throw your arm into the ground. Like, you, you pretty much throw like 68 passes, your final throw as a Steelers, is a touchdown. to Juju Smith Schuster. Like, honestly, like if he says I'm done after this year, or even if he gets cut and then retires, like one we save money, but two also at the same time, like that's a way to go out. You threw a touchdown and fucking end your career. No one can be like Peyton Manning and ride a fucking stellar. Fo- like I think the thing with, I think uh, you know the thing with um. Uh, Payne Manning was, you know, he had a stellar defense, but you knew he was done already. Whereas I think Ben, like he has, a, like, I'm not going to say he has more left, but he has a little bit more left, I think. And I think he, and I want to give him a little bit of credit because we didn't have a preseason and we didn't have a training camp. So we really didn't get to have him kind of blow off the rust as it were. Um, So I think that's his biggest knock is he didn't really have a chance to kind of blow off, uh, you know, kind of, Knock off the rust, and as it were, um. But I think honestly, like, he you know had a great year, thirty-three touchdowns, ten interceptions, not bad, you know, for a fucking quarterback, like, not bad for a thirty-eight year old guy, you know, seventeenth season, you know, coming back off of a fucking Tommy John surgery injury, you know, it's it's not easy to do, and I like I gave him big ups, and he'll always like again, he'll always be my quarterback, and he'll always be my guy, like he, yes, he struggled in this game and I'm not gonna say he was stellar, but at the same time he was one of the biggest reasons why we could have won this game. And a lot of fans are so quick to blame him and so quick to kinda of jump off of the, you know, Ben bandwagon where well, I'm not gonna jump off it yet. Um, but do I believe Ben should come back? Yes and no. And um I think yes because I think You know, I'd like to see him have one last ride. And if we can get our guys in free agency, the Juju's, the Bud Dupree's, the the Mike Hilton, the, you know, Cam Cam Sutton, you know, our key free agents re-signed. Um, Then, yeah, I would love to see Ben come out for the last ride. If he does it, he does it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And um, I was saying this earlier to uh, uh, one other friend today. And I said, you know, if he doesn't come back, I hope he doesn't play for another team because I'd hate to see a Tom Brady situation where he goes and plays for another team because that would just break my heart. Because I want to retire as a Steeler in a Steeler uniform, um, no matter what he does. Um, even I like I said this. My ideal situation is he takes a pay cut. He plays next year. We see how he does. If he sucks, he sucks. If he doesn't, he doesn't. If we win the Super Bowl. We win the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna say we are gonna win the Super Bowl because I don't think we will next year. I think this was one of our last years to kind of. Really do it. I think we had the opportunity this year. You know, Brady's gone. I think we could have potentially beaten. I'm not going to say we would have beaten. I think if we put a full game together, we could have beaten Kansas City. But we really didn't put a full game together this season, and I'll get to that in a bit. Um, and I think, you know, this was our last year, and I think Ben, you know, I think if he retires, he retires. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And I will support whatever decision he makes. But I'm going to, you know, and, I'm, and people are going to hate me for this. But I'm going to say if Ben retires in this offseason, we don't draft a quarterback. I think we draft – the bigger needs is we draft our – either the running – we draft running back, we draft mainly O-line, we draft potentially an edge rusher if we don't get Bud Dupree back um, for someone to sit and be depth under Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. Um, and we, you know, do that. And I think, and I think Mason is the guy. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You know, why the fuck are you thinking Mason? Well, the reason I'm thinking Mason is he didn't really get a fair shot last year. He was looking over his shoulder most of the year. He took a bunch of big hits, one against Baltimore that pretty much knocked him in the next fucking week. And then he got a helmet, hit over the head. Get hit over the head with a helmet by Miles fucking Garrett, who I don't know how is one of the Boulder Man of the Year nominees, but whatever. Um, and, like, I think Mason deserves a shot at having... Tomlin and if Tomlin's the head coach and whoever the offensive coordinator is I swear to fucking god if it's Randy we're fucked but um and Colbert and the Rooney say hey next year this is your team you know whatever happens six and six and ten um five and eleven eight and eight you know seven and nine nine and seven whatever ten and six whatever you do this is your year this is your year to prove it because he's going into a contract year next year so if he gets that opportunity to show us or show the team you know and even the fans like hey I can play because he showed flashes against the Browns and like we only lost by two to them and like and and like that like that was my other thing we only lost by two to them uh when he played and I think if he can basically get the confidence from the coaches and the and the other players like Claypool and possibly Juju if Juju comes back you know and Deontay and of course, his cowboy buddy, uh, James Washington. Then I think he can, and he gets a running game, and he gets some offensive linemen. The block for man, like, he's going to do well. And I think now, and I again, this could be a freezing cold take, but I think he could really, you know, he could potentially be the future. But I know that. When Ben retires, we're gonna go through some mediocre years, and I think that's one of the biggest things Steelers fans need to accept is the fact that we're not gonna be the premier organization anymore, or even the premier team in the division. Because when you look at this division, you know, you know, when Joe Burrow gets fully healthy, he's gonna be a force to be, be reckoned with. Once he gets some offensive alignment as well you know, and gets more protection. And then you look at Baker Mayfield, the way he's been playing, and then Lamar Jackson is Lamar fucking Jackson. So, I mean, this division is stacked with quarterbacks. And then you look at Ben Roethlisberger, and, I mean, he's not, you know, the same Ben Roethlisberger as he was back in his rookie year, back in, you know, 08, you know, gunslinging it around. He's got a completely different team. You know, he's got a completely different defense. I think at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a different team. It's a different, you know, kind of thing. And I think whatever Ben like, – I'll wrap up my Ben point in a sec here. Uh, is whatever Ben decides, as I said earlier, I'll support whatever he decides. I root for him no matter what. He's my quarterback. I love him. Shit, he's my guy. Um, do I want him to retire no? I want him to have one last ride and see what happens. But I know when Ben retire I think I know when Ben retires it's gonna be a long road. It's gonna be a couple mediocre years. I'm fully ready for that. Um and I'm fully ready and, and I, I could be proven wrong. Look, Mason could be a guy, or even if we draft a quarterback, you know, whether it's this year, next year, whatever the fuck it is, or even if we sign somebody, like I'll get into it in the next segment. I don't think Deshaun Watson is a good trade option. I don't like. I love Deshaun Watson. If we pulled that off, awesome. But I'm not. I'm not ready to or, or willing to give up as much as they're probably going to be asking for for him. So I don't really want Deshaun Watson on our team. That's just me. Hate me. I don't want really to give a shit. Um, but honestly, if this is Ben's last ride, and I'll mention it, I'll talk about it a bit more going into the next segment here. Um, then it's Ben's last fucking ride. So, yeah, so if it's Ben's last ride, you know, um, it's been a good run. Uh, 17 great years, um, and I love the fucking guy to death. Um, but, yeah, so as I mentioned, yeah, like I don't really want us to pull off a Deshaun Watson type of move. Because um, I, I think, and again, you know, if Colbert somehow pulls it off, am I going to complain? No, because it's Deshaun fucking Watson. But at the same time, like I, I don't think I'm ready to give up, you know. I've been looking at all the trade possibilities. They'll want a first-rounder. They'll probably want Dobbs because Dobbs is a similar quarterback to Deshaun because he's a runner. And they'll probably want our first-round pick. And I think, okay, yeah, I was you know, okay with not having a first-round pick last year. But having not having a first-round pick um, this year would set us back a ton. And I'm not saying like I'm not saying this team is a rebuild mode team because they're not a rebuild rebuild mode team. They're really, really not a rebuild mode team. They're this team like the Steelers right now are not where the Texans are, are not where, you know, a lot of these other teams are in the sense of they're rebuilding. They're not. Um they're a team where they don't have a lot of money, um, and they have a lot of holes. So in a sense, yes, you could say they're rebuilding, but to me they're not. Um I look at this team sorry. Uh, Uh, I look at this team and I'm like, you know, yes, we could pull off a move um, for Deshaun or for a quarterback or even draft a quarterback. But as I mentioned in the last segment, like we have Mason, we have a guy who has been sitting patiently waiting his turn for the last few years who deserves an opportunity to get a chance. And I think if he gets an opportunity next year or the year after, at least like I think here's my thing. And I should have mentioned in the last segment, but I didn't. But here's my thing. Um, I think Ben or not Ben, fuck, fuck. Mason. Um, deserve like I said, Mason fair deserves a fair shot at the starting job. And I think because he's in a contract here next year, if Ben comes back, we sign Mason. And I I hope Mason will sign a deal for one or two years, whatever it is, and we give him that opportunity for the year or the two, or two years to kind of you know prove himself. And if in those one or two year span or even just in the middle of those. He starts to not be able to prove himself and shows, okay, you know this guy isn't an full quarterback. Then we draft someone. But at the same time, I'm I'm not ready to kind of give up on him yet because I think he is a good quarterback. I think he can play. I think he has a lot of ability that a lot of not, not a lot of people have. I think his arm talent, his he can hit the deep ball. I think Ben right now, like Ben, like his deep ball accuracy is pretty much shot. It's pretty much gone. Whereas Mason, his deep ball accuracy was insane against Cleveland, um, in week 17, and I think that's why I think he should be the guy. Um, do I think he's the future of this team? No, because again, as I saw the stat today, it took 20 fucking years to find the next Terry, or not to find the next Terry Bradshaw, but to find Bradshaw's replacement in Ben, and I think it probably will take that amount of time as well. Now, Mason may prove us all fucking wrong, and maybe you know be the next ben but do i believe he will be no because i don't think i don't th- I think it'll take a while for us to find the next ben now granted we may find a quarterback in the draft next year or even this year who turns out to be a guy who can come in right away and ball out but at the same time that is it's a hit or miss game in the draft same with free agency and again free agency we don't have a lot of money we have a lot of key players we need to get back, uh, i.e. Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, uh, Juju, um, Cam Sutton. You know, a lot of guys we need back on this team. And a lot of guys, like, I, I don't think will come back, um, if I'm being honest. Like, there's a lot of guys who I feel like we're not going to have back. Um, we are. Like, I already saw the thing. Um, yeah, I already saw the thing. Um, we're not um, bringing back Villanueva. We're not bringing back... Um, we're not bringing back Vance McDonald. Like, that's a big losses there. You know, we have Fyler who's becoming a free agent as well. Do I believe he should be uh, coming back next year? Possibly as depth, but I think Kevin Dotson deserves to be the starter. Avery Williamson, the guy who filled in at linebacker, do I think he should come back? Possibly, uh, but I have no idea. Um, Al Waller, for sure, I think we need to bring him back at some point, uh, at least. Uh, I think if we give Zach Banner a minimum contract, I think he'll come back. Uh, Cassius Mars, potentially J J Ron Elliott. Uh, I don't know. That's a risky one. Uh, Jordan Berry. I think definitely, I don't think we should bring him back. Uh, Chris warmly. I mean, he did pretty well in a few games, but at the same time, I have no, uh, I mean, he did well against the Browns in week 17, but again, I don't know. Uh, that'll be an, if he want to do, I think he comes back potentially, but on a smaller deal, I think a short-term deal, uh, Trey Edmonds, obviously he got waived today. Uh, Maryland's finest Sean Davis. No, and uh, Jordan Dangerfield, I mean, he's probably going to sign a short and cheap contract. Um, And then Sutton, obviously, James Conner, Ray-Ray McLeod. Uh, I'll get into James Conner in a second. Uh, Gerald Hawkins, um, Josh Dobbs, uh, Marcus Allen, and um, Ole, uh, and then Hassenhauer and then Splain, And, yeah, so a lot of guys we need to bring back, a lot of guys that, you know, deserve to be re-signed. Um. I, and, again, I think the Josh Dobbs thing, here's my, here's my thing, right? So, like, the, I think if we let him go, Houston could sign him if we make something happen. But at the same time, I think the biggest move, I think the bigger play, I mean, I love James Connor, and I'm going to admit it right now. And I think a lot of Steelers fans echo the same fucking view. But I don't think James Connor should come back next year for us. I think, uh, like I love the guy and I, and I love his story and I'm happy for him. And, you know, he just beat cancer and he came back, and I think that's an amazing thing to do. He's had some great years for us. He's had some also great years, like this year. But I think he, I, I think here's my only, like, here's my only um kind of logical situation to bring him back. One, if we figure out a way and give him a contract where he is okay with taking less money, and then at the same time, if we can find an offensive coordinator who is not incompetent uh, like Randy Figner, um, who can actually, you know, build, or not build, but kind of run an offense that, you know, works for James. Because say Ben does come back and they restructure his deal and they give him less money and he's okay with playing with less money, then if we can find an offensive coordinator who's willing to build this team around the run game, and make it a run-first team like they were back in the day, you know when we had the bus, when we had Willie Parker, when we had, um, you know, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer, you know, in the '70s and the the early '90s and the 2000s, you know, when we had those guys like Le'Veon, you know, if we can find an offensive coordinator who's because right now, and I and I heard this on another podcast. From uh, Matt Light, who's an amazing comedian out of Pittsburgh. You know, he said this offense like is built for Le'Veon Bell. But there's only one problem, Le'Veon Bell's not here. So this offense is designed for Le'Veon Bell. And for those of you, like our offense is a zone, our offensive line is a zone blocking offensive line. So basically, they're a pretty much you just stand there and you instead of running at a guy, full speed, hitting him, blocking him. We're basically just standing there and waiting for guys to come at us. That's why a lot of balls this year were tipped. That's why a lot of plays happened the way they did because our offensive line this year, and I'm not saying it's our guys are soft, because our guys aren't soft. They just we weren't. Our offensive line wasn't working in a way that needed to work, and that's why I think the offensive line coach should have been fired. And again, our offensive line has been in decline one because of their age and two since Munchak left. But I think if we can get an offensive offensive coaching staff that knows what the fuck they're doing and can say, hey, we have James Conner, we have Benny Snell, we have Jalen Samuels, we have Anthony McFarlane, we have possibly Najee Harris. We can make things happen with this offense. Like, And then they're like, holy shit, we just hit the jackpot because we got Baby Megatron and Mapletron and Chase Claypool. Oh, we got a deep ball threat with... Dante Johnson, oh, we got a slot receiver and fucking Juju Smith-Schuster, a clutch fucking player with Juju and a deep threat, a small deep threat, you know, and, uh James Washington, you know, one of the most underrated players on the team. You know, oh, shit, we got an offense. And then we got fucking future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, a quarterback. Like, we can make something happen here. If we can get an offensive fucking staff that's competent and can actually, you know, coach offense, then, man, like this offense next year and even for years to come could potentially be really fucking good. But until that happens, until we make that move, I think this offense is kind of stuck. And I think until we start building this offensive line back into a younger offensive line, and as much as it's going to be painful to watch the DeCastros, the, um, the Villanuevas, the Pounceys, the Filers you know, leave, it's as much as it's going to pain me to watch, I know that has to be done because the one player that I think and I think if you're going to build an offensive line around anybody, and like not build around, but like want your offensive lineman to be, you're going to want Kevin Dotson. You're going to want a guy like Kevin Dotson. And I think that's what they got to lo- be looking at in the draft. Um, and I, and I, I don't know if I meant, I think I mentioned it in the last segment, but I posted on the Instagram today. Um, And I said, I talked about two offensive linemen that I hope the Steelers bring in. And uh, shout out, um, no free shout outs, but shout out. These guys, cause they're the fucking they're beauties. Uh, Gridiron, uh, Gridiron grading on Instagram. If you haven't followed them already, fucking give them a follow. Their content's awesome. I fucking love uh, looking at their uh, draft grades and just their season stuff. They posted, they've posted uh three draft grades for this year. They've posted Kyle Trask, the quarterback for Florida, as well as um R- Rondell Rondell Moore, the receiver for uh, Purdue, and then they just posted. Um, what did they post it? They posted it, I think today or yesterday. They posted it uh, today um, about uh, Jalen Mayfield, the offensive tackle for Michigan, who's a player I really have been studying up on, watching a lot of film on, a player that I think the Steelers should get um, for the left side of the offensive line. And then um, another player I was looking at for the O line is I uh, you know Alex Leatherwood, uh, the uh, offensive tackle who played in the Natty yesterday for Bama. Uh, you know I think he could be a player that this offensive line could really fucking use. Again, I think. That is the thing. I think if we can build this offensive lineup, if we can get some players, we can do well. And I think, you know, yeah, so, yeah, like, if we can just, yeah, like, sorry. Like, and the, and the, and the biggest thing is, like, the biggest thing is with the draft this year is the offensive line position is deep. The d- It's deep in this draft. draft. And I think... I think, you know, and and, and I, I've seen tweets, um, you know, I've seen tweets, you know, and, and as I mentioned it, you know, 9-7 and seven for us could be good. You know, I think 9-7 and seven is a record that I see us getting next year. And the reason is I think, you know, we're going to rebuild this offensive line. And I think whether Ben comes back or not, you know, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, I'm riding with Ben no matter what happens. So, if Ben comes back, great. If he doesn't, oh, well. Sorry, um, but you know, I think yeah, just getting an offensive line this year will be huge. And I think as long as we, you know, get that position solidified and get a lot of a lot of our guys, you know, we're gonna be fine. Um and then getting Juju back, um, I'll talk about it more in the off season podcast. I guess I'll kind of briefly touch on it, you know. I know Juju wants to come back and I would love if Juju came back. Do we have the money to pay him like he deserves? No. Is Juju a primary number one receiver? No, I think Claypool. Like in my opinion, I think Claypool has the makings to be become our number one, and then Juju will be our number two. If Juju's is willing to pay play for less money than he will, probably deserves, then I think you know. And I think if he thinks about it in the long run, here's my here's if, if I, let me let me put on my if I'm Juju hat here. And I know this is gonna sound biased, so hate me if you get mad at me if you want. If I'm Juju, I'm thinking, you know what? If I sign this contract, I know it's not a lot. Even if I sign a two- or three-year deal or whatever. It's a little contract, a couple years. You know, I'm not getting paid a lot. I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm in a legendary city playing for a legendary team with a legendary quarterback. We got our new offensive staff. You know what? They're going to help us turn things around. You know, we're going to, you know, get back to it. And maybe my numbers will start getting up. I can still do TikTok stuff. I can still be me you know and whatever then i'm saying okay i sign with them but the team that i think and a lot of people are saying it the most realistic uh place for juju if he doesn't come back is the chargers because it's la for one and he's about his brand and they have a young quarterback in herbert he'll be a number two with because they have keenan allen obviously so i mean for him it's a no-brainer to go to the chargers but do I want him back? Hell yeah, I want Juju back. Hell yeah, I want Juju back. Because time and time and time and time and time and time again this year, in clutch situations, who has come through for us? Juju. As much as the dancing, as much as the shit talking, has fucking like been a huge distraction and a huge thing. And I think I just want to say right now, like on the record, I I'm I'm, I was a person who was at the heat of the moment. I lost the Bengals. I was mad at Juju for dancing on the logo. But then after I thought about it for a bit, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't really give a shit. Because you know what? He's just living his life, having fun. He's in his 20s. You know what? And hey, he's, he's fucking putting up numbers. So I'm not mad. I know the Steelers fans are mad, but I'm not mad. And again, as I said, and as I think I mentioned it when he made those comments, the Browns is the Browns. Like, He never meant anything. Like, I don't think he meant anything disrespect by it. Like, he just was like, you know, like, I'm looking at it as the Browns of the Browns. This is another team we have to face. So, I'm glad he didn't regret it. So, that's, again, again, like, that's why I want Juju back. As he's reliable. And he's reliable for Ben. And he'll be reliable for Mason or whoever the hell our quarterback will be after Ben. So, I think that is my biggest takeaway is, like, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, okay. Bring Juju back. And then on defense, you know. Get Aluallo back. Um, we need him as a run stopper. Get Mike Hilton back because he's amazing on them fucking corner blitzes. And then get Cam Sutton back because he proved he can be a, you know, number two, number one, you know, not just a slot kind of corner for us. So I think that is big for us if we can get Sutton back. Um, and then obviously the big one, Bud Dupree. Um, I really want Bud Dupree back. Uh as I mentioned in the first segment, you know. You know, we it was noticeable last week, and it was pretty noticeable throughout the season. That I mean, it was mainly noticeable like this week, because our pass rush was like fucking nowhere to be seen. Um, so I mean, getting Bud pre back will be not only a big help for T.J. Watt, but a big help for Cam Hayward and a big help for Stephon Tuite, because they'll be able. It'll open that up for them, because offensive lines will not just have the game plan for T.J. Cam and um. Stefan, they'll have to also game plan for Bud. And I think if we can have Bud, you know, be Bud, I think this defense or this defense can really, you know, tear it up again. And I think this defense can be the number one, number one defense again. And I think, you know, having T J Watt, you know, be on a contract year as well, another guy who will possibly be on a contract year going into next year and he'll want big money because he's deserved it, i.e., this is why he's gonna win defense player of the year. Then I think bring his best buddy back, no pun intended. Bring Bud back. Bring Bud back because we need Bud Dupree as well as Spillane. You know, a guy, a guy who can add depth. I know we're getting um, I know we're getting uh, my guy uh, Devin Bush back. But I mean Spillane, I think like, and this is this is just me. I love Vince William. I love Avery. Will- I love the Avery Williamson trade. Well, let me put out a hypothetical for you. What if our starting two linebackers on the inside were the Thumper and uh, Robert Spillane and the Speed Demon and Devin Bush? Because I think here's my thing. Devin Bush can do it all. He can cover tight ends, possibly even receivers. He can stop the run. And Robert Spillane, man, can fucking hit. So you add those two. Like, I'm not saying Devin Bush can't hit, but you say, like, man, like those two guys are younger guys. Those two guys are guys who deserve contracts, deserve money, deserve to play on his team. So I would like to see Roberts playing and Devin Bush be actually starting inside linebackers because both those guys have proven that they can do it at a high level. So that was, those are my two inside guys. Those are my two guys on the inside. And then when I look at the defense, like I look at, you know, the secondary, you know, we got to figure out what we're going to do with um, Stevie Nelson and a couple other guys. But I mean, it it'll be an interesting off season. I don't really want to get into the off season right now because that's a long ways away. Um, and if I'm being honest, you know, I'm gonna have future episodes where I talk about it more in depth. This is kind of like a little preview of those, I guess you could say. I mean, I guess I guess where I'm I'm going now is I kind of just want to wrap up. You know, overall this season, you know, wasn't pretty. We had games where we won, and we had games where we lost. I mean, the three-game losing streak and then the almost fucking shitstorm of almost losing to the Colts and then, you know, almost losing to the Cowboys and then those games, you know, we just – I I want to, you know, tip the cap to this team because through all the shit that they went through from games being on a Monday to a Tuesday to a Wednesday to a fucking Sunday, like fucking basically never getting played to you know, losing their bye week, having played 13 games straight since week four or and you know having that you know hit them and them be able to kind of you know use that as motivation but also at the same time like not falter a little bit and I get it like they had games like the three game losing skid like like that like that hurt them but i mean sh- like shout out to them cuz they like battled their asses off and i don't think for one fucking minute like this season where when i look at this team And I'll go back and look the highlights at the end of the year. Uh, I'll go back and look the highlights this week of every game. I always do. After every season, I always watch the highlights. I watch the full games back. And I'm going to take my notes, and I'm going to really, like, evaluate a bit more because that will help my off-season podcast. But um, they battled in every single game. There was never a game where I felt like, you know what, they're going to lose. I mean, Buffalo, but – like, there was never a moment where I was like, you know, this team's going to give up. This team's going to give up. And, I mean, Ben played his ass off. He battled his ass off. I said to a buddy today, I said, he asked me, he's like, is a revenge tour a failure? And I said, no, because Ben fucking played his nuts off. And every single fucking game, Ben fucking played hard. Ben never gave up. Ben fucking never quit. And that's been the definition of his career. And I think, overall, if Ben retires... He's had a fucking hell of a career in Pittsburgh, and I fucking thank him to the utmost because he deserves the utmost respect. And I think if Pittsburgh does him dirty, you're going to be hearing from my fucking ass because I'm going to be pissed because he deserves a fucking proper send-off. And however that is, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, whatever the fuck it is, he deserves a proper send-off. And he's given us 17 amazing years, and I know... I've been hearing it from a lot of Steelers fans. Is A lot of Steelers fans don't know how good they've got it. I know a lot of us love to fucking shit on him when he has a bad game. And we love to love him when he has a great game. I've been one of those people, and people know me, you know, I never give up on Ben. I always root for Ben. I put my ass on the line for Ben. I will fucking defend that guy till the day I fucking die. I'll wear his jersey every fucking game day till the day I die. I have his jersey in my room. Like, I care about this quarterback. This is my guy. And the Steelers fans who are ready to just give up on him, are the Steelers fans who are going to be giving up on this team when this team starts to have mediocre years, when this team isn't winning the AFC North every year, when this team is becoming the third-place team instead of the fucking first-place team, when this team becomes the fourth-place team, when this team has mediocre years, when the team goes through fucking up a quarterback a year. Like, that's when those fans are going to be like, man, I should have appreciated Ben more. And that's where my mind is at. Is like, you know what? I appreciate Ben for everything he's done. Through the good times, through the bad times, I've watched him play with broken fucking legs. I watched him break his nose. I watched him fucking battle. I've watched him come back. I've watched him win me two fucking Super Bowl rings. Not me personally, but the team's two Super Bowl rings. I've watched him fucking fight the true grit. Like, he has true grit. And that's where I think I'm going to end the show off. Is you know what? I'm just going to talk about Ben. Because you know what? He proved this year that no matter what the odds were, no matter what the media was saying, the talking heads, he came back and he fucking battled. He led this team to 11-0 record. Guess he lost three straight. But you know what? He never quit. He never gave up, and this team never gave up. He was put in a shit situation where a run game was non a fucking existent. where he had to throw the ball 50 fucking times a game. His last fucking game potentially as a stealer, he threw the ball 68 goddamn times and set the record for the most completions. For 500 yards, four touchdowns. Yes, he threw four picks, but at the end of the day, when you throw 68 times, your arm's not going to be able to do it as well, so don't fucking say anything. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm proud to say he's been my quarterback for fucking 17 years, pretty much as long, almost as long as I've been alive. I'm 19 years old, going on 20 next week. And, hey, I just want to say shout-out, Big Ben. Shout-out this roster. Shout-out this team. Thank you, Seven, for all the memories. Pouncey as well, if this was your last fucking game, man. I love you, dog. Thanks for fucking 10 awesome fucking seasons. Still one of my yeah, you're still probably my center no matter what, dog. I remember when I played center one year of football. I did wear fifty three, and I will always remember that. Um, so shout out Pouncy, shout out Steelers. So, um, honestly, and Steelers Nation, I know you guys are upset still. Some of you are still grieving over the loss. I'm still in the stages of grief right now. Um, I'm here with you, and uh, you know what. Whatever happens in the future for this team, I'll always love this team. And as long as you guys all love this team, then this team is still the best team in the world. And we're still the best fans in the world. Um, and I think this season has taught us a lot of things. It's taught us never to never take anything for granted. And also that, you know, there's a lot of changes that need to be made. And this team isn't perfect. As Tomlin said earlier in the year, the only thing that was perfect about this team was their record they were 11 and 0 because they were not a perfect team so you know i think that that's a great way to you know end the show here today um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i know it was a it's a longer one and i'm gonna make sure my episodes are a lot longer than the first one the first one was more of just a test kind of see what was going on um i know i if, if you guys want me to change the style of how i do the podcast i know i really didn't get a much of a like I, I didn't I haven't, like, I started this podcast too late in the year to kind of do game breakdowns, so my game breakdowns will be a lot better next year, I promise, um, but, you know, uh, I just want to say, like, those off-season, these off-season podcasts, I, I'm pumping them out as I speak, or not right now, like, I'm not, like, recording it, but, like, I'm probably, as you're listening to this, I'm probably recording probably three or four off-season podcasts to try to get them out. Um, I have been starting it, um, I've been starting the road to the off-season podcasts. Um, they're going to be called Road of the Off-Season, or not Road to of the Off-Season, but uh, Route 1, Route 2, Route 3. So, it's going to be a three-part uh, episode series where, as I think I mentioned in the first episode and possibly the trailer, um, the off-season episode, so the first uh, part will be what I want, so what I would like to see, what I what I believe will happen, so realistically what will happen, and then what I think is out of the question. So what i think is like not even possible like not even like all these ridiculous like the deshaun watson trade or whatever it is like i'll get into depth and like i'll break it down for you guys uh, in a simpler way for those of you who aren't all who aren't you know the biggest football people but obviously if you're listening to this you probably are a big football person so i don't have to simplify it too hard um but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this i enjoyed recording it i enjoyed putting it out for you guys I hope you guys have an amazing fucking week um The next episode will drop next Tuesday, January 19th, day before my birthday. So, big episode. I love you guys. Have an awesome week. Stay safe. Go Stellars. And, yeah, steal the North, baby. Let's get it.